0: Hello, and welcome to the Leadership That Last Podcast. I am your host, Greg Raymer. This is episode five, and on today's episode, we're gonna look at serving others, being a servant leader. An effective leader seeks to serve others. The goal of being a leader is not to be served, but to serve. And so in this episode, we're gonna look at three aspects of being a servant leader. The first is knowing your people. The second is supporting your people. And the third is adding value to your people. This is Leadership That Lasts. Hello again and welcome to the Leadership That Last Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Raymer. Thank you for joining me here on another episode of this new podcast on leadership. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to be talking about service. Uh, If you've been uh, listening to the episodes from from the beginning, you know that we are taking a deeper dive into what I have uh, put together as uh, the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership. These elements are nothing new to leadership. I just kind of package them together. And I believe that these are elements or characteristics or attributes, however you want to call them, uh, that any person can use to be an effective leader for life, that they will that they will be a leader um, that cares for people, serves people, that they will have great vision, they will take care of themselves. All of these aspects are a part of these common elements. And if you haven't done so already, uh, please go over to leadershipthatlast.net and you can download this free PDF guide that I've created. It's about 15, 16 pages long, um, some pretty good content in there, where I do a high view of these elements, and you can get an introduction uh, to what I've put together regarding these elements and I wanted to read a little bit of uh, the section from the service element within that guide, uh, so you get a little taste of what you would get when you download that guide it says here from the guide, being a servant leader is being an authentic leader. You are able to admit your shortcomings to allow your team to see where they can help you as you provide the resources they need to be able to help the overall goal. If you have a servant mindset in your leadership, you will begin to build a servant mindset set community and culture. When a community of people is serving each other for the greater good of the team and goal, there is just about nothing that can stop them from success. Serving others is easy, especially once you have compassion for them, as we've learned in the previous episode. When you are a servant leader, you intimately know, support, and add value to your people. And so that's just a small section from the servant section of this this guide that I created. So you can go over to leadershipthelast.net and download that guide. Um, in the past, I was not asking for your email, but I am now because... I want to develop an email list because there's so much content that I want to be able to provide for you. So uh, just give me your email and I'll give you that guide and I'll link uh, the specific URL for that guide here in the show notes of this episode. And additionally, I also created a separate guide. It's a lot shorter and this is for anyone who is interested in becoming a leader um, who is maybe in a new leader, leadership position or they want to apply for a position that requires leadership um, or you're just stuck in your leadership, uh, this is a really short guide. It's called From Follower to Leader, and it gives you three things that you can do really today uh, that will help you move from a follower to a leader or really just grow in your leadership. And so it's it's a real short guide. Um, some simple steps and actionable steps that you can take uh, to grow in your leadership or just become a leader. If you are uh, not a leader right now and you've kind of lived a life of being a follower and you want to level up into leadership, uh, this guide will help you begin that journey. So I'll link both of those URLs in the show notes. And I would love if you interacted with one or both of them, because I think they'll be beneficial and I'm proud of them. So As we get into this episode on service, which is the third of the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership, I want to look at Merriam-Webster. I love going to the dictionary. Let's just get a definition of what servant is or what service is. Uh, It's an occupation or function of serving contribution to the welfare of others. So um, it's A function of serving, you are contributing to the welfare of others. So you are giving towards that welfare of others. You are helping other people be better. Um, So it's someone who's helpful, who's useful, who's beneficial. So does that describe you? Are are you helpful? Are you useful? Are you beneficial? Or are you maybe the opposite? Um, So leadership, according to uh, James Autry, he uh, did the introduction um, to a book called The Servant Leader. But in in his introduction... um, Or the forward to the book, James A. Autry has said this about leadership leadership is not about controlling people, it's about caring for people and being a useful resource for people. I think that's beautiful and that's kind of uh, shares the heart of what we're wanting to talk about today on this episode. And so, how can you be a servant leader? Let's look at three ways. The first way is know who you are leading. So know the people you are leading. We've talked about this even in last week's episode on on compassion. Um, Support those that you are leading. Support them. Uh, Don't expect them to be supporting you, but you support them. And provide value to others. Provide value to the people, um, whether it's in your home or your office, your community event or community, um, uh, the, the thing that you're a part of within your community. provide value. So the first one is know who you are leading. Of course, if you're listening to, uh, any of these other episodes, last week's episode on compassion, um, we talked about knowing your people. And so if you haven't, feel free to go back and listen to that after you listen to this episode. And I give some more examples on how you can, you can know your people and get to know them better. Um, know your people. And as you get to know them, um, uh, This is uh, very important when you're serving people. So if you're compassionate towards them and you understand who they are, you're able to serve them. You you know how to serve them. So part of being a compassionate leader is knowing your people on a deeper level, um, not just their name or their job title. And so um, and and being a a leader who serves uh, again, you're going to go deeper with these people. And so as you know them, you're able to to grow and your leadership, by helping them grow as people, and hopefully one day be leaders themselves, and so knowing involves understanding their strengths as well as their weaknesses, and so I, I think you know I, I would say in most jobs there's you know performance reviews and there's um, you know hopefully some feedback a feedback loop going on in regards to um, how people are doing or how they're not doing and. And so you will understand if you're doing a good job of, of communicating this or doing a good job of understanding your people, you're going to really understand their weaknesses and you're really going to understand their strengths. And both are important when you're leading them because you don't want to put somebody in a position for them to fail um, if you just know that they're not really good at something in particular or um, you want to be able to position people for success uh, if you know that they're really strong in some areas. And so um, there's some caveats to all of this. You know, if somebody's weak in an area, maybe you want to help them grow in that area, so they're not always as weak in that area. But maybe that's for another podcast. And same with strengths. Sometimes you you don't want people just to sit in comfort within their strengths, but you want to move them out of their comfort and allow somebody else to come into that that place and and to be able to thrive. Um, in that particular area that somebody may be strong in, uh, but I think about this in some you know jobs that i 've had. I remember um, you know there was somebody who was really strong you know in uh, this was when I was doing investigations. We had one particular person who uh, had a really good relationship with a uh, an attorney in town, and during these investigations, you know some of the people that we investigated now this was for the health you know the department of health and so You have medical doctors. I mean, these are really high paid individuals and, you know, this literally life or death, you know, situations and things, events that may have happened. And so documents are important and, you know, uh, livelihoods are on the line. And uh, there was one particular attorney who was just really kind of difficult. I I guess in a lot of ways he was a really good attorney, but, you know, he was kind of hard to get information from. But we had one investigator um, in our office that just had a really good relationship with them. And I remember when I was a supervisor, there was one particular, another investigator who had to get some documents from this attorney. And I said, listen, let's not rock the boat. I, you know, I, it's nothing against this particular investigator, but we uh, reached out to the other investigator who had a good relationship with this attorney and asked them to go get the documents. And sure enough, she was able to get them um, really timely. And There was no hiccup, and I I don't know what would have happened if we sent the original investigator, but my guess is that we probably would have run into some roadblocks, or maybe he would have given them to him, but I wanted to make sure that this investigation was able to be uh, investigated well, and so we sent the person who had the strength in that particular area to talk to that attorney, and so... I've also seen this, you know, like even within my own personal life, you know, there's times where my wife, who, who is a stay-at-home mom, and she works way harder than I do, and um, there's just days where, you know, when I, get, when I get done with work, you know, our kind of rhythm is I will take the kids and let her start cooking dinner because she loves cooking. That's kind of her stress relief, you know, we all have our, our things that we enjoy doing, um... And so she really does enjoy cooking and she loves that 30 to 45 minutes where I can give her to do that. But there are some days where we'll be communicating and I'll be coming home and I can just tell that it's just been a day for her and that even cooking for her, she she doesn't even have the energy for that. And so You know, there's moments where, hey, instead of me pushing her to cook and, you know, provide a meal for us, let's just do pizza. You know, let's order out, let's do Uber Eats, whatever it is. Let's give you an additional break, even though it's from something that you like doing. I'm not going to force you to to go and and cook us a meal just because um, that's what you normally do. But there's just moments where, you know, people are just having... um, you know a, a a bad day and and they're just not really strong in that moment and so if you're a servant leader you're able to serve them in that way and so i'm able to say hey listen babe we're just not going to cook dinner tonight and we're going to order pizza and we're going to enjoy it and you're going to sit here and stare at a wall or read a book or or watch whatever netflix show you want to watch while i take the girls to the park and so You know, those are just some ways that, you know, as a servant leader, you need to be aware of your people and you need to to be able to understand their strengths and understand their weaknesses. So you know how to help them move within both of those realities of their life. And so as a servant leader, know your people so you can you can lead them well and and you don't allow them just to just to float through life, but you're able to help them. Um, through various uh, moments um, that they'll need help with and um, in particular to their strengths and weaknesses. And so the second part is support those you are leading. And so we all want to get better in life, but we all need help getting better. Um, we may be as humans. I mean, I think we're some of the, we're, I guess the most advanced creatures on the planet, um, but we're still limited in our overall co- capabilities and, and abilities. And so Um, we all have unique abilities. We all have unique talents. We all have unique characteristics um, that we can use to help humanity that we can use to help other people. And so as a leader, we need to be able to support, you know, we need to understand that, you know, you may, if I can go back to my um, time as an investigation, investigator supervisor, you know, we had 15 to 17 investigators in the office at, at one time and, you know, they all had unique strengths. We had some that are really good writers, some that are really good interviewers, some that are good at both, some that are um, uh, really good at logistics, some that are really good at undercover investigations, some that, you know, you get the point. So it was it was a myriad of of personalities and characteristics, and so you know you have to understand those people and you have to be able to give them the support they need, and so. You know, somebody who may not be good at writing, you've got to, you know, help them with their writing or maybe pair them up with another investigator to kind of, you know, give them some training on how to write reports or how to take interview notes better or whatever it may be. And so, you know, there's resources that, you know, maybe your people need a new computer. Maybe they need a new computer monitor. Um, maybe they need, you know, you need to think about adding a gym membership to your company Um, to give your people a a place to exercise and take care of themselves as we talked about in the, in the third episode of this podcast. Um, so the more that you care about the people because you've known them, you're, you're compassionate towards them and now you're starting to serve them. Um, the more they're going to start to trust you, you know, um, and knowing that they have your support, those under your leadership will, you know, by and large give you their all, you know, if, if they know that that their work environment or their home environment is a safe place. Um, They're going to really dive in and and give you um, the energy that they have and and that you need from them to be able to, to grow the business, grow the, the team or whatever, whatever it may be. And so it's, it's, it's can be very easy to support people. I mean, a lot of times I think, I think people, their, their mindset going into a job or even even in home life, you know, um, you, you, we all kind of get in ruts, and we all kind of get in, you know, these lifestyles. And so, one little little twinge, little little change in that in that trajectory, um, could seem like a huge win. You know, I remember a story about um, this one particular employee that had a, had a just a bad back. I, I don't know if they got an accident years ago or whatever, but the chairs, you know, that we had at this particular company weren't, you know, they they were of course I I understand they're the budget chairs, they're the cheapest ones and they're not that that comfortable and um but this one particular employee just really struggled and it really affected their work because you know, if you're in chronic pain and you can't um you can't concentrate, you're always thinking about your back or whatever. Um it's going to affect, you know, your ability to to put in a, a good day's work and so this particular employee had a supervisor that was really compassionate and they understood the 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 beauty of servant leadership. And so they asked and put in a request to their, to their lead, to their boss, to the supervisor uh, for a better chair, for a more ergonomic chair um, that was expensive. It was about $400, I believe. And, you know, there was some channels that the supervisor had to go through, but fortunately um, they were able to get that approved and they got that chair and that employee was so thankful that her back now felt better. She didn't. Um, she wasn't so fatigued at the end of the day because of sitting in a more uncomfortable chair, and so she was able to present a better work product, which was awesome. And so that is a great example of doing something that's pretty kind of small—just getting somebody a new chair um, and um, listening to them and acknowledging their hurt, acknowledging that employee's pain, literally. And was able to do something to help and affect that. And so that is uh, that's part of being a servant leadership. And so they were able to help them and meet a need that that person had. And so, you know, as you get to know your people, you know, really, really understand them, really listen to them. Take time uh, to hear what they're saying or hear what they're not saying. I think I've said this before when somebody's not talking to you or not communicating and maybe they normally do they're still saying something to you, even though they're not audibilizing anything. Um, So pay attention to that. You have to be real present with the people that are under your leadership and and pay attention. And that's really the big goal of leadership and especially the big goal in servant leadership. Again, is not for you to be served, uh, but to serve others. And so part of your job is really just listening and, and listening to the pain points of the people that you're serving and move to help them um, alleviate those pain points. So the third, the third kind of part of being a servant leader is to provide value to others. And so, and being an effective leader, you provide value to your team Where ineffective leaders only focus on what's the value the team can provide them. So I think about this in, in scripture, you know, it says that Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And so You know, to me personally, as a Christian, you know, he's kind of the example of, of leadership and definitely servant leadership. And so if Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve, I think that should be a high value for us as leaders is to be able to serve others, to to be able to provide value for people. And so again, like I've said, we all have different strengths and weaknesses and just because you are a leader. Doesn't mean that you have to be strong in everything. Doesn't mean that you have to, um, you know, know all the answers to everything. Honestly, an authentic leader to me says, I don't know, but I'll find out, you know, if they get asked a question or something that they really don't have an answer to. But they're going to do the research to begin to figure out the answer. So to me, that's better than making up some lie just so you can save face and make people think that you know what you're talking about because you have some sort of pride reality that you think that you need to know everything as a leader. And that's just not true. You know, I think about that with uh, maintenance on my car. You know, I can do basic, you know, maintenance, change the oil. Um, I could rotate the tires, you know, put gas in, maybe, you know, lube some of the the, uh, joints. But... Um, outside of that, I really don't have the tools or the time to work on my car. And so, you know, if my engine has a problem or my transmission is skipping or something like that, eventually the car is going to stop working. If I don't get it checked out by somebody who's more talented than I am, who has more knowledge and more experience in something than I do. And so if I don't take it to a mechanic, then all I'm going to have is a uh, multiple thousand dollar vehicle or not even vehicle, but just piece of metal sitting in my driveway. That's really worthless. And it's just going to fade and rust away because I was too prideful to take it into somebody who knew what they uh, could do or do knew, knew something better than I did. And so as leaders in order to provide value, one of the big ways that you can do that is admitting that you don't know everything. And so you can seek out other people in your organization or you can seek out other professionals. Maybe you need some coaching as a leader. Um, maybe you need some mentorship or to read books or maybe bring in a company to help, you know, uh, you know hone the, the company culture. I mean, there's uh, many different things that a leader can do um, to grow in their leadership. Knowing yourself well, uh, you're able to lead well because you're able to know if you're ultimately providing value or hurt to your company. So if you're operating out of pride, if you're operating out of insecurity. And like I said, you're, you're giving answers or direction and things that you really don't know because you don't have all the facts or you don't have all the knowledge of something. You're actually, you're actually providing hurt towards the company. You're, you're hindering the company. You're not providing value. You, you know, you think you are because you have to give an answer or you think you have to give an answer in that moment, but you don't, you know, you need to understand yourself. You need to understand your weaknesses. So make sure that you're providing value to the people that you serve by understanding who you are. And so by giving your strengths to the team, um, you are also giving them value. And so that's going to go a long way in your sermon leadership. And so, you know, in the same way, like I was saying, not not trying to be something you're not is going to provide value as well because you're going to be honest. And like I was saying earlier, we all need help. We all don't or aren't strong in every aspect of our lives. And so you need to be able to have a community and culture around you, um, that you can add value to the people. And so as you get to know your people, as you're able to, to give them the resources they need to serve them and you add value to them by doing all of that, that's going to help you massively in being a leader who serves and being a servant leader. Um, so being a servant leader is being an authentic leader You are able to admit your shortcomings to allow your team to see where they can help you as you provide the resources they need to be able to help the overall goal. If you have a servant mindset in leadership, you will begin to build a servant mindset, community, and culture. So the response question I have for us today with this episode is this. What is one way that you can provide value to one individual this week? What is one way that you can provide value to one individual this week? So if you are listening or watching this on YouTube, please leave a comment in the comment section with your answer. Um, and if you're not, if you're, listening, if you're listening to the audio version of this, uh, I'd love for you to send me an email and I'd love to hear your answer. It's greg at gregramer.com, greg at gregramer.com. And I would love to hear the answer to what is one way that you can provide value to one individual this week. And so with that, I'll leave you with this quote by Dr. Stephen Covey. Um, And he says, a servant leader is one who seeks to draw out, inspire and develop the best and highest within people from the inside out. So a servant leader is one who seeks to draw out, inspire, and develop the best and highest within people from the inside out. And so that's a fantastic quote. And with that, I hope that you guys will grow in your servant leadership. Or I hope that you guys are already being servant leaders and that you understand that being a leader is not about... um, you being served so much it is it is about you serving others. And so again, if you haven't already, please download the five common elements of effective and sustaining leadership over at leadership that last.net. So you can read more about these common elements or attributes or characteristics about how you can sustain in your leadership. And so I want to help you move from being a follower to a leader and not just a leader, but a leader who lasts, a leader who is a leader for life. With that, thank you. I'll see you back here next week. Have a fantastic week.